Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. This is going to be an interesting episode because I'm going to be talking about sort of like up updating, not totally redoing, but definitely drastically overhauling my desk setup. Now, this is something that kind of fell into my lap. Uh, I didn't really go out looking for this, but Grovemade got in touch. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Grovemade. I assume you are because they've been around forever, make some really interesting desk accessories, mostly out of wood. But they got in touch and they said, hey, you know, are you interested in kind of you know, checking out any of our products? And it's funny because a long time ago, when the channel was very, very young, I remember that uh, reaching out to Grovemade and asking for them, for them to send me some stuff at the time, it was like really exciting. It was one of the first things I got really excited about a company sending me uh, back in the day. I don't know when this would have been probably closer to 2015 and uh, they sent me like two or three things I think and they weren't even big things like a it's like the pen holder and like a keyboard it's not a mount like a, a holder I guess a wood holder and anyways they sent me this stuff and I was just like wow I might have been the headphone uh, stand as well so it's funny because in between then and now when they've reached out to me you know there was some time a few years ago when I reached out and I was like hey you know would you want to send some stuff and it was like radio silence because companies, they go through all these different phases and changes and personnel. And it's just funny that here they've reached out again. And so I hadn't even thought about Grovemade for a very long time. And and a lot of ways it seemed like sort of played out like this, this style hasn't really changed, you know, that much, which I guess actually you could just say it's, it's kind of classic, you know, but uh, I was like, well, let me see what they got going on. And I ended up realizing, well, you know, they do have more products than I realized that they had because it had been, you know, so long since I checked things out. I got to tell you right now, I have a desk mat that I'm super happy with. It's the one that I showed off in a couple of videos that has a built-in MagSafe charger and built-in wireless uh, AirPods charging area. It's And it's reversible and whatever. It has a place where you can stash stuff inside. I can't get rid of that. So I see that they have some good desk mats and stuff. Great. They look nice, you know, but I can't not have this charging section of mine so but but what they do have um let me let me back up the you know before i get to like what intrigues me about what they have to offer you know i i guess it's been a couple of years now when i got the desk that i have right now and i got it from i think room and board and they don't even make it anymore and the idea was just like really simple nice desk kind of has um this butcher block look on top and then it's got a white frame and which is funny because i kind of went with like a more darker uh scheme for everything else in the office i don't know why i got that white maybe because you know the uh, window frames are white too or something I, I don't i don't remember why but anyways one of the i didn't get a standing desk because you know i'd had a, several of those sent to me over the years and it's just like i never actually end up standing with them i'm always sitting and it was like well, I might as well just get like a solid nice simple uh, regular desk um but the desk is so simple that you know there's no storage there's, it's just is that the aesthetics are what the desk is all about, basically. Jumping back to the Grovemade website, when I saw on there that they've got some like desk risers and desk storage options, that immediately intrigued me because that's one downside to my current setup is just like I have no storage. I got this flat surface and I could put stuff on it and it looks nice, but that's it. So of all the things on the website, the first thing that caught my eye was the desk shelf and they've got... Um, kind of a walnut uh, look. Uh, they got a several different options, actually. But um, the walnut look definitely caught my eye. And it comes in, like, different sizes. You can get a longer or shorter 
um, depending on like if you want something to hold two monitors uh, or or one. There's so many different ways to arrange things, um, which is cool. I, I like how adaptable the setup is. So I think the one that I requested was kind of a medium length because uh, I didn't, I, you know, I, I have a that spiral lamp on my desk. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but I really like it. They don't make that anymore either. That's old school. That, you know, that was at my old setup uh, in my old house even before I even moved. And uh, people ask about it. Every time they see it, they're like, can you link that? And I'm, I can't because they don't make it anymore. But I love that thing. It looks so cool. But I want that to be able to still have its place in the corner over there. So I didn't get a desk shelf, I think, that goes across the whole entire back of the desk. But anyways, so not only does it lift your uh, monitor up, but this is nothing new at this point, right? I mean, there's several companies that offer this kind of stuff, but it just happens that that uh, look should match my setup pretty good. But then it's got some, you know, you know like uh, shelf space inside. And those shelves can be turned into drawers, basically, with a, an extra add-on um, that you can get that slots in there so you can hold various things. And, and that would be very helpful, um, you know. So, so basically, I'm really excited about adding some storage, number one, and the fact that it should basically match my stuff. Number two, the second thing that caught my eye from Grove Made was the wall shelving. The, you know, they've got some nice shelves that also kind of match the look, uh, that Grove made kind of signature wooden look. So I had had some plans to put some, you know, decorative stuff up over the desk uh, that I just never have gotten around to. And, you know, I have some stuff from Iconic, that canvas wall art, and I was thinking about maybe ordering some more but I like the two that I have, and I'm not sure that I really like love the other things that I've seen there, and I kind of wanted to switch it up anyway. So then immediately when I saw this wood shelf combo, because they got like a, a bundle of a longer one and a shorter one that you can put next to each other, I thought, oh yeah, that would look so good right over the desk, and then I can put um, some stuff over it and really make this area more intriguing and, and interesting over here. I'm sitting in front of it all day. You know, there might as well be something up there that's worth looking at. So I'm not sure what I'm going to put up there yet, but I'm really excited about that. And it's also another form of storage as well, like keep stuff on deck, you know, that you might need, but that you don't want on the desk itself that's easy to get to, right? And it's well-designed. I mean, there's a, a space in the back where you can um, put a cord through if you want to put like speakers up there and stuff. It's really well thought out. I always hate, you know, having to do like anchors in the wall and stuff, <laughs> but uh, hey, what are you gonna do? So those honestly are the things I'm most excited about, but I took a, a look at kind of, you know, the rest of what was going on and I did say, hey, why don't you send over the Walnut headphone stand? Cause that's gonna match. And even though I've got the AirPods Max as my main thing, I got the Sony's laying around like the top end noise canceling Sony's as well. I, I don't reach for them all the time, even though they're really nice, really light. I do really like them. It's just the convenience of the AirPods are, unbeatable right like when i'm switching around between devices they just connect really quickly and easily you know it's not even that they sound the best they sound really good All, both of those headphones do um but you know it's weird using them with a this headphone stand because you know they don't have the thing that puts them in low power mode like the actual official case that puts it in low power mode so you don't waste all your battery uh, and obviously this headphone stand doesn't have that it's just a way to basically display them but you know I never stick them in the case anyways. And yeah, they run out of batteries every couple of days, 
on me and I just go charge it. But that's just what I've gotten used to. So, I mean, they might as well be on the stand because otherwise they're just laying on the desk anyways. That's what I'm trying to say. I skipped uh, the monitor stands. I think that was really the first product that I remember Grove made for that, that, that they came out with. And you probably know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like it, it goes up at an angle, goes flat and goes down at an angle. There's one for your laptop and then there's one for the monitor stand. But I did the uh, the desk riser, the lifter instead. But I did have them send over the Walnut iPad stand and also the Walnut laptop riser. Hmm. Right now, there's so many different configurations you could do, right, for your desk setup. Right now, I've got the uh, hover tower, which I talked about, you know, the uh, tall floor stand for the iPad off to the left of the desk. And I really like that because it frees up space on the desk. And over on the right, I have the Curve. Both of these are from uh, 12 South. I got the Curve mm, Flex, I think that's what it is, that um, lets you adjust the height of your laptop. So I'm going to try out the Walnut Laptop Riser and see what I think about that. It's not adjustable, but it looks good. And uh, the Walnut iPad Stand as well, which also looks fine. It looks good. I mean, mo mostly from the front, you're just going to see the iPad. But the problem is it's back down on the desk. So I don't know that I would like that better in use. Um, I like having the iPad up high, right? Like centered with the monitor instead of having to look down at the desk. And I had them send over the desk tray. That's the thing that slides in to the desk riser. And I don't know, they may be sending one or two other little accessories as well. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you get this all installed, it's going to be pretty transformative. So I'm thinking about, I never do videos like this. I might do sort of like a before and after type of thing and talk about um, what what the difference has been with and without and and uh, who knows I'll, I guess I need to work on my cord management so back in the day I had like this bin that I got it almost looked like a big trash can <laughs> and it like held your surge projector and and everything stuffed in there and just had a, a one place for you know whatever cords did need to come out um, there I, I don't know if things have been updated since then or not but I might look for something like that because it's real ugly under the desk right now and I don't know maybe I'll find some lighting uh, to help make things a little more festive. It's interesting though, I see that they have some leather notebooks uh, and I see that they have some, it's like, uh, I guess they're like note-taking pads of, of paper and some pens to go with it, oh there it is. Like a brass notepad or a silver notepad, black notepad. The only reason I bring that up is because I'm working on the productivity course of course, which, wow, that is such a monster. It's like, why did I do that? But it's going to be so worth it when it's done. But part of the course, I, I just kind of finished talking about bullet journaling. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing that these notebooks could definitely be used for that. And that's interesting. You know, because although I enjoy digital stuff, I know that there is something about having something actual to write on that some people enjoy more than like a, an iPad. And, and you know, a, a notepad doesn't have a bunch of distracting apps on it in the same way that an iPad does. Uh, so some people do prefer that. But uh, yeah, GroveMate, they've really expanded their product offering. And if you haven't checked that out in a while, I mean, there's some interesting stuff there. They, they got a, a task knife, <laughs> uh, some cool looking pens. Obviously, they got uh, an iPhone charger. But I didn't ask them to send that over because I got the mat with the built-in MagSafe. So. so there is that. Um, I guess I might as well talk a little bit about ChatGTP. I know everyone's been talking about it, so I might as well weigh in a little bit. Uh, I have been checking it out, been using it because it's in beta right now. And if you're unfamiliar with it, you know, OpenAI, they, have I already talked about this? I feel like I talk about it all the time uh, to everybody, so I don't know who I've talked to it about. So apologies if I already discussed this, but 
chat GTP is um, like a chatbot AI interface that you can be conversational with and it's good at like coding, which is crazy, can help solve your coding issues. And people are saying that it's has the potential to disrupt Google's monopoly on search, which is a big deal, and really to upend society in lots of different ways. So the Google aspect is intriguing because, you know, it's like the go-to place where people find information. But this chatbot is so good at returning information to you that, you know, uh, basically people would gravitate towards that instead of Google. And Google makes most of their money from ads on the search engine pages. So it could be devastating to Google's business model. The thing is, it sounds like Google's in a tough spot one way or another with it because even if they got really good at the same thing and deployed their own version of chat GTP that was owned by Google, either way, it's going to supplant and uh, surpass and, and devastate their typical normal search business. So this has all kinds of implications. I mean, even from my perspective, I'm like, well, Google, if they take a big dive, what's that going to mean for YouTube, you know, uh, my mind has already gone there. But also, um, you know, people kind of refer to this thing as an oracle. I've seen some hilarious things type. You can type in anything. I saw somebody type in, uh, write me a Shakespearean sonnet about a clogged toilet or something. And it was just hilarious what it spit out. And it spits it out like immediately. Uh, but you can use it for uh, other things too. You know, like uh, obviously people are worried about what, what does this mean for schools? I'm just going to have it like write an essay. And somebody's like, well, wait, wait a second here. Maybe teachers are going to harness this. And, you know, someone put in like create a, a rubric for this class and, and an, an outline and, and then do the assignment and then grade the assignment and then say what would be better, you know, how the assignment can be improved. Like, it's just crazy what this thing is actually capable of. So yeah, you can go in and have it summarize stuff for you. Um, and it's crazy. And I hear that they're building in some sort of cryptographic uh, signature into it so that you can detect whether or not some text, you know, came from chat GDP or this system rather, and someone's trying to pass it off as their own. So that might suck some of the fun out of it for people. But something that's definitely concerning about it is um, the ethical side of things. So when we talk about politics, um, if you ask it anything remotely political, it's very one-sided right now. And so this really gets back to the First Amendment in America and like free speech. Um, and really part of the free speech thing is that not only do you are you guaranteed to have a voice, you're supposed to here in America, be able to say whatever, but the flip side is that you should be able to hear another perspective as well. And absolutely, at the moment, uh, chat GTP is being very one-sided. And it's concerning. If somebody doesn't have access to information, I mean, it might as well not exist. And, and at that point, we're all just automatons, right? And some people are going to be like, well, as long as this, you know, the stuff that's getting blocked I, I think is bad, then wouldn't that be good? Well, it just comes down to whoever's in power. At the moment, once the thing exists and, and the precedent is that whoever has the power in society is going to say what can and can't be seen and heard. And it's dangerous for, for everybody because, uh, you know, when the boot is on the other foot, uh, it, it just uh, is not good. So that's been kind of crazy. I only got one video out this week and uh, it was a video which I kind of found interesting. I know it's not going to be a super smash hit, but it was kind of comparing the two different Magic Keyboard options that are available, the Folio for the cheap iPad, which is called a Magic Keyboard. And in some ways, it has some features that are better than 
the more expensive Magic Keyboard, the, the original cantilever design for the pro user. So that was sort of the video that I put out this week. Well, it wasn't sort of the video. That was the video. But most of my time is just spent toiling away on this course. And yeah, man, I want to make progress on it. And it seems like something comes up, like we have a sponsorship, you know, sponsorship or you know, I've got some errand I got to run or something. It's just like, because when you're in the flow and you're writing, it's, you know, that's when it really, you make a lot of progress. But when you get interrupted with something that you have to do, it makes it really hard to snap out of that and, and then to get back into it. And, uh, and then some days I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish like four sections, you know, today, a rough outline. And, and then you end up getting like a half or one and a half or something. And I've been doing a lot of rewriting because the further you get in a big project like this, the more you realize like, okay, I need to go back and the, the first bit here really needs to get rewired to make sense later on, or it could really be improved or, and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is like a major project that I find satisfying. One of the things, um, I, I just kind of went through a section on atom atomic habits, uh, in the course, um, because the course is kind of split into three sections. The first section is kind of, well, well, more than three, the first main section is about uh, productivity systems and helping people know what's out there and be able to pick one. And uh, of course, there's more before that. But uh, the, the kind of middle section, the middle third of the course is kind of breaking down some of the key concepts and, and insights from various thought leaders in the industry. And then the last third is how to apply all that stuff to your personal Apple ecosystem with lots of tips and tricks and, and how-tos and stuff. And uh, it's a really holistic uh, thing, but you can see why the scope is enormous. And there's some stuff I've had to be like, okay, I'm going to have to make this an update later. I, I can't fit that in right now. Uh, which is the good part is that it's going to, you know, be a living, breathing thing that keeps changing and, and getting better over time. But unfortunately I'm not going to be able to fit everything I want to into the first iteration, but the updates are going to be free for people that already bought it. But anyways, I was talking a little bit about, um, atomic habits and I, I kind of gone through it and, um, some people feel like it's, a vapid book that just doesn't really have too much stuff of, of uh, substance, but other people just love it. And you can see the kind of dichotomy in the Amazon reviews. But as it relates to me producing the course, one of the interesting concepts there is focusing on the process over results. So, you know, uh, the obvious thing would be, and, and it's helpful to do that. And I'm finding it helpful even right now as I'm doing the course. So like if you uh, want to, exercise, right? And, and get really fit. Well, you know, the process is slow. There's not a lot of immediate progress. And so you can get kind of down if you really are hitting it hard for like three days, but you're not seeing any results right away. Right. So, but if you focus on the process, like here's the process and I'm just going to stick with it and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it and go about it. The results will come in time, but you're not focusing on the results. Like hey, I'm ripped right now, you know, four days in. And it's the same with this course here, you know, because even sometimes I'm like, well, I'm not even through the writing phase. Then I got to do the recording and the editing. And it's like, well, it's as good as done basically because I'm working on it. I got the process going and that's helps with the motivation. And speaking of motivation, um, I realized that I sort of have my own productivity system that I've used my whole life. You know, all of these different productivity systems, you know, well, yeah, systems, techniques, methods, whatever, they all sort of come from different people to solve different things, right? They're not all the same. And then you just choose from one. You can mix and match. I realized that there wasn't really one that uh, that covered motivation, like why 
what keeps you motivated to do the work productively in the first place. You know, all the, a lot of the productivity systems have to do with like, here's how to actually get the stuff done um, efficiently. But that assumes that you're motivated to do it in the first place, right? And that's one thing I've never lacked is motivation. But long story short, I, I kind of like have been put into words the system that I've used and I'm, I'm incorporating that into an early section in the course uh, because if you're not motivated... <laughs> Uh, to do stuff, then it doesn't matter how productively you could do it. You know what I mean? But wow, what a process. It's taken a lot of coffee to get this far, and it's going to take a lot more to to see me over the finish line. But yeah, uh, I think that that's good for today. I mean, we just kind of chatted and hung out, and I know that's the vibe people like here. I feel like you're just kind of talking with a friend. So hopefully uh, you enjoyed yourself, and I'll catch you in the next video, which may be a little bit few and far in between here as we get to you. <laughs> the end of December, because you know, I'm just sitting here trying to crush this course. So, but either way, thanks for hanging out. I'll catch you in the next one later.